I'm Christine Dolan, and I'm a journalist, and I know a lot of people know Mike Lindell because of some of the issues having to do with elections, but I know him in a different way. Last year, in the middle of the 2020 election, my back was killing me because I'm teleworking. So a friend of mine sent me a pillow that Mike Lindell manufactured, and it helped me to sit on a chair doing interviews, too many interviews during the day because we're all working off-site. And then this year, because we're working off-site and we, we all want to be comfortable, I tried Mike Lindell's slippers. Now, I'm a big one on slippers because I like comfort. I have worn moccasin slippers all my life. And when I tried Mike Lindell's slippers, I couldn't believe this because it really does have four layers of cushions. It's like having very loose tennis shoes on. And it's easy because you really do wear them all night long if you're working like me from the early hours of the morning to the late hours at night. So I highly recommend Mike Lindell's slippers and his pillows if you've got a back problem and you're sitting down. Now, how you get the discount for this is very simple. It's on our site. CDM is the promo code for it. Promo code CDM is what we're asking you to do. Again, you will feel comfortable for your back with those little pillows that he has and also for the slippers that you can get from him. And now let's get to our guests. So today in American Conversations, we have uh, Reggie Littlejohn, who is the founder and president of Women's uh, Rights Without Frontiers. Reggie, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back, Christine. It's a pleasure to be here. So today, uh, let's talk about uh, President G's wife being connected to UNESCO, which is kind of interesting. Um, you know, she's a special envoy. Tell us about her position and let's talk about your petition after that. Well, um, Xi Jinping's wife, uh, Peng Li Yuan is the special envoy to UNESCO for the advancement of women and girls in education. And she's been in that position for a long time. I believe it's since 2014. Mm -hmm. And I don't know really what she has done in that position, if anything. I don't know whether she is more or less wearing it as a feather in her cap, but I can tell you what she has not done in that position, which is in, in 2014, China's one-child policy was in full swing and women were being aborted up to the ninth month of pregnancy. And some of these women, the, these operations were so violent that the women died along with their full-term babies. Forced sterilization was rampant. Um, and by the way, these practices, I, I believe, are still continuing up to this day, especially in Xinjiang, China, um, where right. they were committing genocide. But she, you know, she has been certainly not been a leading voice, I believe, has been silent on the issue, uh, issues of Chinese women, forced abortion, forced sterilization, the sex selective abortion of baby girls, the um, astronomical female suicide rate in China, um, the abandonment of widows in rural China. And then just worldwide, you know, I have not heard her talking about anything. You know, there, there should be somebody in that position who is passionate about women's rights and who will use the position to do everything she can to advance women's rights globally. But especially given that Peng Li Yuan is, is from China and that she's married to the president of China, she should be adva advancing women's rights in China. And she's been pretty darn silent about it. 
So, and also, and also, silent about all the persecution and the genocide with the Uyghurs. Yeah. So let's talk about the the Uyghur women. Right. I mean, Uyghur women are are some of the most persecuted women on the face of the earth. So as I mentioned, and and this is not just me. I mean, Secretary of State Pompeo determined that China is committing genocide against the Uyghurs, and then Secretary of State Blinken under the Biden administration confirmed that. And Nancy Pelosi has talked about, you know, the genocide. We called the Olympics the genocide games. So how is this genocide being carried forth? A lot of the way that is being carried forth is through the persecution of women. So right. um, even under the two-child policy, the three-child policy, Uyghur women had, had their husbands dragged away to internment camps, or they also were dragged away to internment camps for having what, quote, unquote, too many children. So we, we just shifted to a, a three-child policy. A lot of Uyghur women have three children because that was legal, even under the two-child policy, because there are a minority population, especially in the rural areas. But then under the two-child policy, they began being persecuted for having more than two children. Saying, right. well, now that the two-child policy is universal, you have three children, you're going to go to a concentration camp because you have too many children. So even though they were they it was legal when they had the children, then that was used against them to to force them into these internment camps, plus forced abortion, infanticide, forced sterilization, systematic rape as a form of torture, and not just raping the woman herself, but forcing other women to watch. Right, um, it's 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 horrendous what's going on inside China. But let's talk about the. The hypocrisy at the at the level of the international stage. I mean, it clearly because of her country's policies and histories and abuse towards women and the, the trafficking of children and men and women. All right. It's not just it's not just women and, and children, it's men and women and children inside China and outside of China with their labor camps. Uh, and they're not being paid. I mean, I've seen them myself, you know, th across Africa. Uh, so the the hypocrisy. What does that tell you uh, on on the on the on the international stage, where the wife of the president of China is given a special envoy under UNESCO at the UN? Well, I mean, it, 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 okay. There, there's two two levels of hypocrisy here. Number one, there's her personal hypocrisy. At, at saying that that she's somehow advancing the causes of, of women and girls um, when she's done almost nothing uh, and has has really, in my opinion, shown a stunning lack of leadership. And then the other level of hypocrisy has to do with UNESCO and the UN itself, because they are very aware of what's going on inside of China in terms of it being one of the most abusive regimes against women in the world. Why are they appointing the wife of the leader of these abuses as the special envoy for women and girls. So you you decided to take some action uh, and you have a petition. Tell us about the petition and what you hope to accomplish. So there are 410 people who signed um, a letter to UNESCO asking that they revoke this special envoy st status of Xi Jinping's wife for the reasons that I, that I just stated. 
And um, I ended up as the lead signatory of that le letter. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that was kind of a surprise to me that they put me in that position, but I was, I was very honored by it and decided to, you know, to embrace it and step up to the plate and have been very vocal in, in asking either that she would resign um, or that they would revoke her, her, her position. So there is a petition on change.org asking for UNESCO to revoke her position. And the, and the, the catalyst for this was that there was a, a woman who was found during, it was during the time of the Olympics in mm -hmm. Jiangsu province. She was chained around the neck with a, a visible lock on her neck in a building that was an open air hut in the winter, freezing cold. And she had eight children. Mm -hmm. So what this video went viral in China. People were absolutely outraged that this woman sh should be found in such a condition. And, and the, the wife of the president of the communist Chinese communist party was silent. As I remember. To my knowledge, she has been silent about this. And that's what triggered this petition to get her status revoked. Because the people in China, their hearts are broken about this horrific situation. And, and it raises all kinds of questions. And the main one has to do with the trafficking of women in China. But there's mm. other questions as well. Uh, but people wanted answers. They wanted at least some kind of leadership from her. And to my knowledge, she has been entirely silent about this. But see, th this is the thing, Christine, under the one child policy, two child policy, girls have been, and even now because of son preference, girls have been selectively mm -hmm. aborted and abandoned. This has led to a situation where there are approximately 30, maybe even 40 million men, more men living in China than women, which is the engine that's driving human trafficking and sexual slavery of women and girls in China. And so there, all these questions come up about this poor chained woman, you know, who, what's her identity that is under dispute. Um, has she been trafficked? Had mm -hmm. it, how, why was she allowed to have eight children? Most of them under the one child policy. Um, are, do they all have the same father or are there different fathers? I mean, my fear is that basically anyone, I mean, I don't even want to talk about what my fear is. I think that you can imagine as well as I can what, what has been happening to her. Right. Um, and there, and there've been no answers to, to those questions. So my heart goes out to her and to the Chinese people and the wife of Xi Jinping needs to either take up her cause and take up the cause of human trafficking and sexual slavery in China, or she needs to step down or her status needs to be revoked. Have you had any response from UNESCO at all? Oh, no. Mm. No, we sent our letter to them. Um, and so I was one of several people who were getting these letters out to various people. And no one has, to my knowledge, no one has received any kind of response. And we sent these out from our personal email. So if they wanted to respond, they would could e easily respond. So no. But you have to understand that China has something um, that... I would call her that is called soft power. Right. So what that means is that um, basically they have bribed the nations of the world to, to con control them in, to a certain extent. You know, so for example, like many countries, like many developing countries have some, what, something that's called the Belt and Road Initiative. Right. Where, 
where the Chinese Communist Party will will lend um, a poor country billions of dollars to build infrastructure, saying that if you can't pay it back, we will own the infrastructure. And then they then, of course, predictably, the country can't pay it back. So China owns the infrastructure. But they have countries all over the world that are beholden to them. And so that comes out in the United Nations and UNESCO. That's true. And and also, I, I think the audience needs to re, and probably doesn't know this, but China, th there is such there's an annual review of the human trafficking policy in countries all over the world by the U.S. State Department as a result of the federal bill that Bill Clinton signed when he was president in two, October of 2000. And we rate the countries by tiers, tier one, tier two, tier two watch and tier three. And tier, China has been on tier three for a long period of time, meaning they, they, they're not really doing anything. Yet here we have the president of the wife of China elevated at the UN. I mean, it almost seems like it's a joke because everybody is aware of the genocide that is going on inside China. And we have U.S. corporations benefiting off of this slave labor of the Uyghurs inside China as well. It's it's a level of hypocrisy. We just nod and wink and we go away. We don't take this issue seriously, do we? Well, no, and it, and, and it is very heartbreaking. So yeah, the, the Trafficking in Persons report, the TIP report has rated China as a tier three nation, one of the worst nations in the world for human trafficking for at least three years. Um, and what that means is that they are one of the worst in the world in terms of being people being trafficked in and people being trafficked out. But it, it also means that they are not taking the steps that they need to be taking. They fall far below international mm -hmm. standards and what they're doing to stop this trafficking. And in fact, there is um, you know one, one of the statements in the most recent tip report and in previous reports too, is that there is evidence that officials in China are actually benefiting from human trafficking. So there, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, in my opinion, the Chinese Communist um, Party understands that they have 30 to 40 million very frustrated men who are never going to find wives. And so they're not going to crack down on human trafficking and sexual slavery because if they did so, they'd have an, inf an insurrection on their hands. So they're in kind of a unique position regarding um, human trafficking and sexual slavery because of this huge gender imbalance that, that they have right now. That's one of the contributing factors, but as, as a result of this policy, we also have American corporations and other foreign corporations who do business with China and do not make it a high priority. Here, here we're watching you know, many of the governments uh, condemning Russia. We have corporations that are canceling business with Russia. We have banks who are saying we're gonna put on the SWIFT policy block with Russia. And at the same time, they're not taking the same stands, you know, for people who are being persecuted inside China. I mean, there's a level of hypocrisy here, I think, that is glaring, that is, that is now reaching a crescendo for people to say, what, who, who really is running this world? Because we'll play, we'll play ball in one arena and then we'll cancel in another arena, but it's usually just temporary. What are your thoughts about that, Reggie? Because you've you're focused so much on China, and yet pe people are re they refuse to stand up to the Chinese policies of of trafficking, genocide. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I completely agree that we should separate ourselves from China. Di companies should divest from their holdings in China. We should, you know, uh, uh, so another thing, Christine, is that China has something called a civil military fusion. Mm. So what does that mean? What that means is that any company in civil society, if asked by the Chinese Communist Party, has to give its information, its technology, whatever else, to the military, civil military fusion together. Mm -hmm. So that the technology, you know, like our high tech companies, et cetera, that are investing in China or having China um, manufacture their goods. If the Chinese Communist Party asks, those manufacturers in China have to give that technical information to the Chinese military so that our investments in China are not only uh, immoral because we shouldn't be supporting a regime that is committing such atrocities. They're also very dangerous to our national security. But that doesn't seem to matter because of the almighty dollar. You know, when you think about it, it's about greed. It's it's looking the other way. And then and then you 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 have the other side of the coin of people coming out and trying to do something right. And then you have corporations coming out and saying that their corporate policy, you know, looks at human rights when in fact that's how they, they're not. I mean, it's just not true. I mean, we we have a level of hypocrisy on the international stage that may be the only good thing that comes out of this error in the, in the last two or three years. We're talking about, you know, what, what's going on in the medical community, what's going on in the health industry worldwide, the corruption that with the F, with the FDA and the CDC and the NIH. But we also have with this, with this latest Ukraine-Russia uh, situation, compared to what's going on in China, we stand with one, you know, in one position, and yet at the same time, the U.S. government isn't consistent at all in our foreign policy. I mean, do you think that this is ever going to change? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, uh, we've been at this. You and I have been at this in different in different arenas for a long time, taking a look at the hypocrisy. Do you think it's going to change? Oh my goodness. I mean, I don't, I don't have a crystal ball about that. I, I know I certainly hope it changes, but you know, if you want to, if you want to watch a nauseating three hour display of hypocrisy, what I would do is watch the congressional executive commission on China's um, uh, congressional hearing, bringing forth and trying to hold accountable the sponsors of the Beijing Olympics, the 2022 Olympics, because every one of them said, you know, human rights is so important to who we are. We stand for human rights. And every one of them would not hold China accountable for their human rights abuses and would not stop sponsoring the games. Uh, so, I mean, I watched that hearing and it was just unforgettably nauseating. Well, you you were help you were telling people during the Olympics don't watch the Olympics and you know Reggie you must you must have been effective because the ratings were down this time around, right? So we um, together with the Committee on the Present Danger of China, we started a website called GenocideGames.org and of course you know, and, I, and I I testified before Congress in May of last year, saying we should move the games so that the athletes don't have to you know, compete on soil that's, that is flowing with the blood of genocide. Um, and if we can't move them, we should boycott them. And so that position was 
opposed by Nancy Pelosi, who said, oh, well, let's have a diplomatic boycott. And so what a diplomatic boycott does is, is nothing. All it does is it means that the, that the very top officials, like the president, the vice president, um, don't go to the Olympics, but our athletes are there. And so they can have the whole hoopla that they have and, and the propaganda windfall. So then our next tactic was to to have a don't watch the Olympics campaign. And so we coined, or I, I believe we did, I think we actually mm -hmm. coined um, the hashtag genocide games. Mm -hmm. And that is the name of our website. And we just relentlessly said, don't watch the games. You know, hashtag, I will not watch the hashtag genocide games. And those games ended up being the least watched Olympics in Olympic history. And my favorite headline was, I think it was from Yahoo News. They, they said, NBC's ratings on the Olympic Games just ski jumped into the toilet. <laughs> they had a picture of a ski jumper. I, I love that. Um, and so hopefully they will learn a lesson because these sponsors pay a lot of money for the mm -hmm. honor of being the sponsor of the Olympic Games. You know, they say, you know, so-and-so, NBC or whatever it is, Airbnb, official sponsor of the Beijing Olympics. Well, the sponsors generally were very quiet about being the sponsors of that game because they didn't want to be associated with it. And that caused them to lose a lot of money in advertising. So hopefully they will lean on the International Olympic Committee to stop um, scheduling games in, in places where they have horrific human rights abuses. Well, hopefully you will be as successful with this campaign and get the, the you know the president's wife removed as special envoy at UNESCO. And please come back and tell everybody, tell the audience right now again where they can where they can sign this petition, where they can how they can support you. So my website is womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org. Womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org. And then you can find the petition on change.org. So it would be great for people to, to sign that. Well, Reggie, good luck with this petition. And I'm I'm looking forward to see what happens. I think I think it's a great idea. It shines a light on the hypocrisy right now. China's people are shedding the light on China right now because they're wondering what the president's going to do in terms of the situation between Russia and Ukraine. But again, good luck to the campaign and please come back soon. Thank you so very much.